Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. I think America's like a sleeping giant, and I think it's beginning to wake up, and I want to help with the awakening so that it survives. All creepily got your friggin' nose all up in everybody's hair. Now, I personally don't like him. I think the guy's a complete moron. Now's the time to stand up for yourself and stand up for what you believe in. You don't go from a bartender to a congresswoman. It's just so dumb. <laughs> time on the roads, but 2022 is different. Take a look at this. AAA says that the national average price for a gallon of gas has climbed to $3.49 in the past week. That's 19 cents more than a month ago, nearly a dollar more than a year ago. Now, the main cause of this recent jump is the high cost of crude oil. According to the U.S. Energy Information Administration, more than half of the cost of gas that we pay is dependent on the price of oil, and Russia produces more than one tenth of the world's oil supply. So, of course, any military action by Russia in Ukraine could send the price of oil well over $100 per barrel. But here's an important detail. The U.S. does not is not a major importer of Russian oil, but certainly if the global market value of a barrel jumps, we're talking about a domino effect here that will eventually be felt at American gas pumps. So certainly what happens overseas, Tony, could definitely hit you in your wallet. Oh, and whose fault is that? That gas prices are going through the roof. Let me think. Could it be the sleepy, creepy, decrepit, old crypt keeper in the White House? <laughs> Possibly? Oh, definitely. Uh, the increase in gas prices has the Biden administration worried that midterms could possibly be impacted. Yeah, you think? You think people don't feel it? You think people don't know it? They feel it and know it every single time they fill up their tank. Well, it's obviously so bad and they're so concerned about midterms that you have Democratic senators who are working on legislation to suspend gas, gas taxes until after November's election. Joe Biden is even flirting with the idea of declaring a federal gas tax holiday uh, potentially causing pump fees or pausing fees at the pump as part of a broader campaign to combat rising prices. Larry Summers, who uh, served as director of National Economic Council under uh, Barack Hussein Obama, said the idea was short-sighted, ineffective, goofy, and gimmicky, and it's a terrible policy. Uh, yeah, the biggest problem is the uh, Joe Biden and his uh, gang of misfits up there in Washington decided to ban any new permits on federal land for fracking and shutting down oil pipelines and stopping the amount of production that we were doing. And now we are more dependent on other countries to import oil. So we're subject to whatever those companies want to charge us. All because they're pursuing the fantasy of climate change climate change climate change is the democrats go-to move to have a threat that you can't visibly see that never goes away it's a threat that's going to continue on for forever that's something that they can hang their hat on and always beat the drum on because it'll never go away we don't see any evidence of it, but anything that fluctuates according to weather or anything else, they'll point out and say, look, it shouldn't be doing that. It's all because of climate change. We are, or not we, they are 
and by they I mean the Democrats and the believers in climate change, are destroying the United States. I'm a huge advocate for being a good steward of your environment, putting trash where it goes and disposing of any harsh chemicals the correct way. We have stuff set up all over the country, most uh, developed cities anyways, and even, even smaller cities have areas that you take oils and cleaners and insecticides and herbicides and everything. You take them there and you can drop them off for free and they will get sent out and processed accordingly. This whole idea that if you stop oil production here and you start putting more regulations in place and really cripple us, uh, that you're going to stop this supposed threat of climate change, their, their, their supposed existential threat, that because we do that, the globe will endure, is beyond stupid and ridiculous. I have said repeatedly, even if we do everything that they say and totally obliterate this country, what about the countries that have no interest in stopping? Or maybe that's their main bread and butter and they can't stop because then they will destroy their country because they stop producing and doing the things that they need to do to survive. What about them? Are we going to save the planet? I mean, that's the real question, isn't it? We don't control what other countries do, at least not yet. You know, uh, with the way things are going, with everything they're doing, the climate change is one of the biggest parts of the Great Reset. If you don't understand the Great Reset, and I keep mentioning it, and, and I've given you little bits and pieces because uh, it's hard to find information about it, more or less, Glenn Beck's new book is like the almanac. It's a lot of information to digest. I read it once. I'm reading it for the second time. I bought it when it first came out. I'm reading it for the second time because there's a lot in there. It's a lot to take in and to process and to really kind of see all the pieces moving. Something that you better get real familiar with real quick because a lot of these pieces are already in motion and it is blatantly obvious. It's just that if you don't know about what's going on with the Great Reset, you don't see them because you don't know what's going on. Um, but going back to climate change, <laughs> their threat, what I was saying about other countries, here is my prime example. What's our carbon output on the world? Let's just say 10%. I forget the actual number. I, I want to say our carbon output is somewhere around 10% of the world. Okay. So if we're put our carbon impr imprint on the world is 10%, <laughs> it means you got to get, you got to reduce it now. That's all point, right? Reduce it. So we survive. Who is your main offender? China. China's putting out the most greenhouse gases of any country right now. Well, here's the question. We're going to do this to us. We're going to stop air travel. We're going to, if you listen to AOC and how dumb she is, we're going to, you know, reduce eating meat because of all those dangerous cow farts that are destroying the world. The other countries, they're not going to do it. <laughs> That's a guarantee. Uh, one of your biggest offenders, China. Report just came out. China's doubled down on refusing to stick to its climate change pledges by announcing Monday it will be expanding operations of coal-fired power plants across the country. 
in a Chinese state council meeting chaired by Chinese Prime Minister Lee. Oh, good Lord. I'm not even going to try because if I, well, you might as well because you might get a laugh out of it. I'm going to say Ki Kuiang. I'm probably wrong, but it's probably massacred. Uh, China reaffirmed its position to increase its use of coal-powered energy to safeguard power usage in both production and daily life. China is the world's largest polluter, emitting an estimated 27% of the world's greenhouse gases in 2019. (laughs) Yeah. Despite initially signing up to the UN's Paris Climate Agreement in 2016, which aims to keep global temperature rise under two, uh, two degrees Celsius and reaffirming this commitment to reduce its emissions at EcoConference COP26 in a joint declaration with the United States in 2021. Over the course of the pandemic, China has increased coal output, hitting a 10-year high of using over 4 billion metric tons of coal in 2021. This increased use of coal indicates China is unlikely to honor its international promises to peak its emissions by 2030 and become carbon neutral by 2060. The communist nation energy U-turn comes after the Chinese economy was inhibited in the coronavirus pandemic as a result of international fuel shortages, which led to multiple power outages in the nation of 1.4 billion people. The Chinese communist dictatorship has since ordered the reopening of domestic coal mines and also the scrapping of emission curbing production quotas, meaning China's coal power plants will be operating at full capacity. While Western populations are being forced to tighten their belts and deal with the expensive ramifications of green energy policies, Chinese president has told the government that any efforts to reduce China's emissions should not interfere with the nation's economic growth, indicating China will not be making any meaningful changes to curb its emissions in the near future. So I ask you once again, by the way, that article is at Breitbart if you want to check it out, but I will ask you once again. What is the point of hurting us here other than the Great Reset? Because you know they idolize China and the way they run their uh, uh, their uh, country. What is the point of making it more difficult for us day to day and reducing our carbon output when China is only going to pick up the slack <laughs> and increase theirs? So if the world's going to end by 2030... Guess what? No matter how much you reduce ours, theirs is going to continue to rise. So nothing has changed and the world's still going to end in 2030 if you believe that crap. Look, I'm not the smartest man by any means, nor do I claim to be. But I do know bull crap when I see it, when I hear it, certainly when I smell it. And everything that the Democratic Party stands for, all of their biggest noisemakers up top are full of it. They are going to try to make your life, well, not try, they're actually doing it. They're going to make your life harder with these policies and procedures to enrich themselves and to achieve what they truly want to achieve, which is to transform our nation into a mirror image of communist China. You know, I played for you uh, uh, yesterday a quick snippet 
of Trudeau saying how much he admires China because of their dictatorship and they could just do things whenever they want and whatever they see best for the economy. Do you realize how much the people up top lust for that? They want to be able to tell us what to do. They think they know better than me and you. They think they are smarter than me and you. They think they should be making all the rules, all the laws, no matter how it affects you personally, and you should just be happy and go along with whatever they say. We are under attack in the United States, whether you see it or not. Right now, I just read an article this morning that Remington settled with the parents of the Sandy Hook elementary school shooting. Now, I understand what happened there was absolutely tragic. My issue with with them settling is, why is a gun manufacturer taking the blame when the guns don't get up and shoot people? There has to be somebody controlling the weapon. There has to be somebody firing the weapon. You're supposed to go after that person, not the company. Well, Remington apparently is no more, and they didn't settle with Remington. I guess Remington, I don't know if they're small franchised out or not or how that works, but apparently Remington lost money years ago and they are they are no longer. What they ended up settling with is the insurance companies. Okay, so now what are insurance companies going to do? Do you think they're going to insure you if you have a gun? When they just saw they had to fork over $73 million to come to an agreement with these people? The, the next question you should be asking is, why would they do that? According to the Second Amendment, why would you settle? Just take it all the way to the Supreme Court and be like, <laughs> negative on that. Second Amendment right. Guns don't shoot themselves. It requires a person behind it. The gun can't be held responsible for what happened. All these things are happening. You really need to take the time to understand the Great Reset. All of this, everything I'm telling you right now, as far as... Yeah, what's going on with in the energy sector, these little silly stories that somehow seem insignificant when you hear it because you just hear they're paying $73 million out. If you're not really paying attention, you're probably like, well, that's good for the families because they all lost their poor little children and everything. And, and I am, am all for helping these people out. I mean, what happened to them was tragic. But it's not the gun's fault. It's the sick SOB that went in there and shot the kids. It's nothing to do with the gun. Doesn't matter what what manufacturer the gun's made by. It has nothing to do with them. It has to do with the person. But this is all part of it. Great reset. Look it up. If you if you don't have time to look it up, honestly, go download the book. Buy it on audio. I'm I'm pretty sure it's on audio. Uh, I don't even know if he's got any copies of the book left. I remember him saying that there's only a certain amount printed of Glenn Beck's book. Look it up, find the book, buy the book, get the audio of the book, get it on Kindle, read it. It'll be the best reading of your life because then you will feel fully informed on what's going on. And like I said, once you read it and he reveals everything to you, then you're going to start looking around and putting all the pieces of the puzzle together and you're going to be like, holy crap, we're about... 50 60% into this. If we don't stop it right now, we're almost at the point of no return where ultimately we will become another nation like Canada where the government's just going to dictate rules to us and our our freedoms are going to be stripped from us. So, do please do pay attention. It is very very important that you do. Also, climate change. One more time. Bull crap. 
Let's see what they do with that. Maybe I'll get pulled offline for it. Twitter. In true Twitter fashion, Twitter has suspended the account of Angel Mob Sabine Duran Coulter, whose son Dominic was killed by a twice-convicted illegal alien. Coulter, who's originally from Germany, is now an American citizen. Um, She had been a vocal online advocate for American victims of illegal alien crimes, and her son was killed in 2012 by illegal alien Juan Tizun, a twice-convicted drunk driver whom Sanctuary State California officials failed to deport from the United States. After spending less than 90 days in jail for killing Dominic, Tassoon was turned over to ICE uh, and deported to his native Guatemala. Since her son's death, she's joined forces with the Angels' families to advocate on behalf of illegal alien crime victims. Last week, she said she attempted to post on Twitter, but the social media platform would not allow her. She then realized that her account had been suspended with no explanation except an email claiming that she's in violation of the corporation's rules. So she got kicked off. (laughs) I mean, big surprise from Twitter. I hate Twitter. I don't even like being on Twitter. Be honest with you, I don't like any social media. I know this is not what I'm talking about right now, but I don't even like any social media. I I put my podcast up on social media. I may put an article out here or there. I may get in the mood to say something here and there, but for the most part, it's all so nasty. I just, I don't care for it myself, but she got banned for speaking the truth. Of course, in 2012, um, I mean, you know who who the president was. <laughs> no big surprise there. So we were having the same border issues that we're having right now, which is why things like this happen, which is why people like myself, like you, why we advocate for secure borders that everybody's checked before they come in and have some real laws because it impacts us. I know that the Democratic Party only sees illegal aliens as potential voters for their party, but we down here, the people on the bottom that want the border to be secure and don't want these people in here. We are the ones that deal with the real life implications of them coming across the border illegally and not being checked and vetted before they get here. We're the ones that pay the price. She paid the price with her son and she's not the only story. There are thousands of stories like that. We're not saying every single person that comes across the border is a criminal or criminal or has bad intentions. But what we are saying is they should be checked at the border to make sure that they could come in the country and that there's no problems with them. But instead, we just got an open border policy right now, let's be honest. We don't even have a border right now where you have millions, millions, not thousands or hundreds of thousands, millions now of people crossing the southern border since this administration took over. And you don't think that people like that are coming across, maybe 99.9% of them are okay to come across the border and they just want a better life and they want to come work hard and try to get the achieve the American dream, but you always have that percentage that's out to do no good. And this is what happens. And we pay for it. And we're demonized for suggesting that you stop everybody at the border and check them. We're demonized for saying you got to hold these people, send them to court, make sure that their claims of asylum are actually legit. And if they're not, send them back home. We're demonized because we worry about Americans first. (laughs) 
it's a sad story. Then you have Twitter and you have all the other social media platforms. They don't want this type of information getting out there. So when they see groups or people like this, they want to silence them because they don't want you seeing what's happening in real life. They just want it to be this fairy tale world that we're all mean people and we just don't want people here. We're all racist. We're xenophobic. We're, we're everything to them. We don't want them coming into this country and it's just we're bad people. No, we want them checked. Like I said, we want to make sure they're legit. We want to make sure everything's okay. I know that's hard to wrap you, their, their head around, or maybe not. I mean, you think they don't know what I'm saying? You think they don't understand? Maybe some of them don't. Some of them people up there are, <laughs> let's be honest, they're just dumb. But the majority of them, they know better. It's potential voters. They're willing to gamble with you and your family's lives to hopefully win elections so they can retain power to continue to shape America into what they want it to be. It's what it all comes down to. I don't know. Uh, you know, social media, the devil, Democratic Party, the devil, not every Democrat in America is the devil by far. Uh, there's plenty of good ones out there, and I've said that before. And when I refer to Democrats, I am always in my mind referring to them, to the politicians in Washington and around the country. I'm never referring to average day people that claim to be Democrats because there are plenty of good ones. As a matter of fact, I've said on multiple occasions, believe me, in the end of this, we're all going to stand together. You will be surprised that all of us on the bottom, Democrats, independent Republicans, will have to stand against the government and not in a violent way, but stand our ground to retain our freedom and They'll end up being an ally. They definitely are not going to be an enemy of yours. Just keep that in mind. All right, Thursday. Another good day. <laughs> if you like what you're hearing, please rate and review me. And you know what? I just don't feel like doing it today. You know all the rest of the mumbo-jumbo at the end. <laughs> I'll see you again tomorrow.